Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Liza, good morning. How are you, my friend? Good morning, Joy. I am so happy to be here as always with you at 7 a.m. on Tuesdays. And I, just I cannot love how wait. we're so close today. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. Uh, when Sarah was trying to reorganize, she said, do not let Joy and Liza drop down. And I thought we might end up right next to each other. Well, but we got enough. Sebastian up here, too. Close enough. Which I, close enough. I cannot we also wait have, to spend our hour. Absolutely. Well, if you're you're right above me. Ramon's right beside me. I feel really safe, but Sebastian Russ is our incredible guest of the hour. And just like we've had Alexandra's amazing voice, y'all ain't heard nothing yet when it comes to Mr. Sebastian. So good morning, friend. Joy Farley, Liza, good morning, champions. Happy Tuesday, everybody. So great to be here. Like, come on. I told Sebastian um, a few weeks ago when we finally connected. Actually, it was in our segment, Liza. The few weeks ago when we were talking about joy spotting and the power that that can have in our lives, Sebastian was the one that piped in, was talking about tacos. And I was like, he is my spirit animal and that voice, though. And um, we had to have him on. So we're going to hop right in. We've got a great hour planned for you guys. And if you haven't met Sebastian Rusk, he is just an incredible human. He's a podcaster, author, host, MC, speaker, you name it. Um, but more than anything, I really think he might take over for Morgan Freeman in my life because I really want him to be the new narrator. So you are in for a treat. So Sebastian, we're going to hop right in. I'm so curious. Um, really want to just first invite you to um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you can totally catch us up on our three-week friendship. I mean, I feel like I've known you my whole life, but that's nothing new. Welcome to being friend collected. Um, but people who have first impressions, you know, you meet so many incredible people here on Clubhouse and the ones that you really connect with, you talk, you interact, you ask questions, you stay curious. And Sebastian is definitely one of those. So would love for you to introduce yourself and um, catch us up on the last three weeks. We're so glad that you're here. Thanks again, Joy. It's so great to be here. And before we get started, I'd be remiss not to, to give Alexandra uh, another mic flash and round of applause for that incredible segment. It's always a masterclass slash TED talk. And you had just, uh, we were chatting on the back channel and you text me. Her voice, though, I'm like, you talk about a narrator for your life. I want Alexandra there every morning going, let's go, Sebastian. Today's a great day. So nice work, Alexandra. So Thank you, I, my friend. Absolutely. I, I look forward to connecting with you, too. And I, and I, I also want to give credit to my dear friend, Ms. Tamara Endress, and being a, a strong catalyst 
for me showing up in this community. It was totally a, a God thing four weeks ago that I showed up on a Monday morning and I was going to be on her podcast that day. And she had been on my podcast the week before and I jumped in the room and I raised my hand and Glenn brought me up right away. And I was like, I guess this is how I'm starting my, my Monday. And then that turned into this is how I'm starting my week. And I think it was you and Liza's segment, Joy, where you were talking about joy spotting. And I was like, I can jive with this joy spotting. What a great term. And then I thought, hold on a second, it's Tuesday. Is anyone aware of the joy involved with Taco Tuesday? So I think that's how the conversation initiated. But I'm a true testament to showing up. All I did was show up and say, who do I already know that I can nurture existing relationships? And who can I meet that I can pour into? And the more that I showed up, the more I found that th this is my tribe and I'm just getting started. This community is gigantic and I probably uh, only know a small fraction of it, but um, it's just a privilege to be here, Joy. I got started about 11 years ago out of desperation. It was coming off the back of a recession and uh, I had to start all over again. So I started all over by building a social media company and then took a strong pivot in 2016 into podcasting and truly have not looked back. I can firmly and confidently say I am living in my purpose, allowing my faith to live out in my life and doing work that matters. So hashtag blessed, Joy. I love it. Hashtag. Normally I say it's better, better than blessed, but I'll take, I'll take blessed on a Tuesday morning. So you said 11 years ago, you know, you started podcasting was, I mean, obviously social media has blown up since then. Has there been anything outside of podcasting that you have seen that's really helped in life? Yes. Doing the work doing the work on yourself, the inner work on yourself, going all the way back to when you first experienced something that was less than pleasurable in your life, trauma, pain, fear, and really going in and addressing that. And for me, I had to go back to my childhood and walk through that process and realize that for you know 35 some years, I had been caring uh, and writing and narrating this story uh, that, that only I knew about, and none of it was really true. What happened was just what had happened, and my parents got divorced, and that's it. The stories and interpretations that I made up above and beyond that, it, they didn't serve me. In fact, they, they worked against me, and they fueled self-hate, and they fueled all the things that we were designed, that they were not designed to be, and I wanted to change all that. I continue to have this People call it a gut feeling. My sister calls it God's whisper, but I continue to have that gentle nudge, that still small voice saying, Sebastian, you must, you must become who you're supposed to be. If you're gonna build a brand, you're gonna do this business thing because otherwise you're just gonna watch it all crumble. And while I knew and I felt that nudge and I continued to run to it, sometimes it ran to me and the doors flew open. I was extremely resistant. But like Alexandra said earlier this morning, if you're if you're terrified and you're feeling extremely resistant about something, chances are you're in the right place. And in 2016, I went through a personal development course that forever altered the path that I was on. I learned how to love myself. I learned how to go back and forgive uh, people uh, that I had been pointing fingers at for a long time and creating this narrative that didn't even exist and realizing that, you know, I, I, I love these people and they have their own space in my life. And those those events just happen. We've all we all have a story, but it doesn't define us. Our story allows us to to, to bring us to present day and actually do something with it. And I, I, I made a conscious decision that I am fully committed to doing the work on myself because the, the beautiful part about doing work and inner work on yourself and becoming the best version of yourself is that the people around you start to change and you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is stay in your lane and say, I'm committed to the work. I'm 100% accountable for my life. Everything that happens to me is my fault and I'll take ownership for that. And I think that's a huge, huge, huge component, especially if you're gonna take this wild ride called entrepreneurship. You gotta be crazy to be an entrepreneur, but. God tapped me out for a crazy mission, you know, and, and I'm all for it. I am absolutely here for it. So that was a long-winded answer, Joy Farley, but keep it, it real works. this morning. Yep. It works. And I love when people call me Joy Farley. I think everyone in everyone in my business world, my friends, sometimes it's just Joy, but Joy Farley well, with some bass in your I'm, chest. I'm practicing the, the narration part. It's like. Meanwhile, Joy Farley was walking down the corner. And yes. Da -da -da. I love it. So and coming, coming, coming up at the top of the hour, Joy Farley is going to lunch with a colleague. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned. So, Sebastian, what I heard was forgiveness, 
resistance and extreme ownership. So sometimes our stories require us to forgive those in our past, help us move forward. Resistance isn't always a bad thing. I was on your podcast yesterday and we were talking about this idea of every time we feel comfortable, nothing exceptional is happening in our worlds. And when that resistance gets to a place of, gosh, it pushes you into massive action. And that sounds like that's how you ended up in this whole podcasting space of the resistance of what you were currently doing, pushing you into something new, taking ownership that everything that happens in your life, you said, is your fault, which I love. But I love this idea as well of just saying yes. We talked about that last week during our segment of the power of yes. And I'm just curious, you know, how has saying yes helped you move forward, you know, considering the past, what's gotten you to the present, starting your podcast? Has that yes factor, would you say, has exploded into just new levels? Tell me a little about that, what that looks like. So when I think of the word yes, I think of the word surrender. And I'll never forget having a conversation. I, I started doing uh, breath work about three years ago to calm me down a little bit. I need to calm down here and there. I can't always be on. So I found breath work or breath work found me. And you pretty much hyperventilate for 45 minutes of this class and it's super cool. And it's transformed me being able to meditate and just find that calm space in my life. But I remember having a conversation with the practitioner when I first started and she was like, you have got to slow down. And she was very intentional with sharing this. She goes, no, 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 I need you to hear this. You must slow down for what, what's next and what you're doing. And I'm thinking, how can I slow down when I got it? You know, you got to keep going. And she said, you've got to find that, that right balance of turning it on and turning it off when needed. But slowing down is key. The next key is surrender. And I said, Gina, I don't understand that word. I've been going to church since I was knee-high to a Girl Scout, but the word surrender, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand what the word surrender means. And she looked at me and she goes, I'm going to tell you what it means. Are you ready? And I said, yep. And she said, say yes to everything. And I'm like, everything? She said, that's correct. And as things start to line up because you're showing up and you're surrendering, you can start to readjust accordingly based on what you're saying yes to. Another thing I think about when I think about the word yes is what's possible when we say yes to ourselves. What's possible when we say yes to joining a 67-day challenge? What if we say yes? What, 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 what's on the other side of showing up in Lexington, Kentucky, November 5th through the 7th for the Grow, for, Grow Your Business for God conference? What, what's possible there? Well, we don't know unless we actually show up. So I think those two are almost mutually ex exclusive, saying yes and also showing up. But I'm here right now having this conversation with you and, and Liza because I said yes. So I'm a true testament to, to, to allowing myself to show up every day, but also saying yes, Sebastian, you've got permission. Remember, bet on yourself, give yourself permission, step into you. There's no need to ask around. You have all the information that you need, but that's really my definition and my experience thus far of the power, not just the word, the power behind the word yes. And it makes me think what's on the other side. You know, you said what could be on the other side of your yes? Who's waiting for you to step up? And I think many times we sit here and think, gosh, what if, you know, what if, what if I don't have what it takes? What if I'm not in the right space? What if nobody wants to listen? What if, what if no one thinks my voice is powerful or impactful or motivational, inspirational, or educational, like we talk about all the time? And more times not. I told you this yesterday on your podcast that I get off our hour sometimes being like, I don't even know how that went. And then I get messages on the back end saying, oh, my gosh, I keep on joy spotting. I keep on saying yes. I keep on putting things into action that we actually talk about. And it's so encouraging. But in being human, we doubt ourselves so often that what if our yes gets met with resistance or that no one wants to listen to your voice? And every time I feel like you step into that next version of yourself, you end up blowing your own mind by stepping out of that comfort zone into that space of growth. And 
it makes me a better person. I know that it makes those in the room who are scared to step into something new, but just that power of saying yes is absolutely transformative. So I did tell you I was going to ask you some few random questions. We'll sprinkle in some fun during our time together. So these are going to be rapid fire. Are you ready for that? I was born ready. Yes, I was born ready. So tell me this. What's your go-to coffee order? I'm not a go-to a coffee shop kind of guy, but if I'm ordering just your normal drip, I'm a dark coffee guy because well, I live in Miami. So Cuban coffee, I don't know if you've ever had it. It's been referred to as Cuban crack. Um, Everything to me. Yes. So once you go, once you go Cuban coffee, there, there's no going back to like Folgers. So I, I want to say dark coffee is the, the, the standard. Summertime, I'm going to need an ice brew. Dark and lovely. You're my kind of people. Describe your personal style. Oh, man. 42 going on 25. Big sneaker collection. Turned into a sneakerhead after 40. Love a good pair of jeans. And I rock my podcast, Suck. If you don't have one, t-shirts daily because, like Zuckerberg says, it's one less thing to think about. But I, I do dress up every now and then. I do put, you know, a button shirt on and whatnot. I mean, I did keep your J game is pretty strong, too. So, I mean, jeans and your J's can't go wrong with that. All right. So let's see. Just, uh, nope. Already asked you that. Final prison meal. Oh, gosh, Joy. We're, we're in such an uplifting conversation. It's like, what would you like to eat on death row? Um, I, I, <laughs> steak and lobster. Make it easy. Next question, please. Hi, Protein. What's your favorite holiday and why? I would say Christmas because it, it really lasts like two weeks. So it starts around the 24th and then nothing happens the week in between Christmas and New Year's and then you've got New Year's. So it's like a universal two-week vacation. I don't want to say universal, but at least, you know, those that celebrate Christmas or around the holidays in general. So I'd have to say December, December holidays. There we go. All the December things. I think someone told me once that was called Christmahana Kwanzaa. Just all the things. Perfect. You're such a good sport. All right, moving on. Let's talk podcasting. You do have a podcast called Beyond the Story, but you've also written a book called Podcast Suck. So I'm curious, is podcasting the new website? If you don't have a if you don't have a podcast, are you even online? That's a pretty bold statement. I remember Bill Gates saying that in 99, that if you don't have a website, you're not in business. And uh, he ended up being really accurate uh, about that because that's really when the first dot-com boom had started. But I, I don't know that I would tell people yet, even though podcasting is 20 years old, so it's, it's two decades old, I don't know if I'd be comfortable telling a brand yet that you're not in business if you don't have one. I think a better perspective is that Brands that are embracing the opportunity to create a media platform. This, this Breakfast with Champions of Clubhouse is a great example of that. It doesn't matter where you're building the media platform on, YouTube, a podcast, Clubhouse, whatever it might be. If you have the ability to create valuable content and build a community around that content and build relationships and utilize that platform as a bridge builder, it's an absolute no-brainer in my opinion. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't think and understand that yet. I firmly believe they will. We're in 2021 now. I've been beating the social media drum since 2010. That was a very, very difficult drum to beat back then. When I started pod, the podcast agency in 2016, everyone's like, you're crazy. People barely know what a podcast is. If we look at present day, 55% of people consume podcasts. That means the other 45%, I don't know what they're doing, but they're not consuming podcasts. So that, that to me says opportunity, but I definitely think businesses can survive without a podcast right now, but why not start one now, get ahead of the curve? So a few years from now, you're going to look back and go, I'm glad we really got ahead of that curve. And to your point there, Sebastian, if even if it's not a brand, we're all a personal brand. And that's something I've really have started to embrace, especially since being on Clubhouse, when everyone's like, no, you are a brand. Whether you have a business or not, people are so interested in you, what you're doing outside of your nine to five or your day to day, or if you're an entrepreneur. So even if it's not your company or your brand necessarily having a podcast, having one just to talk about life or bring other people on and hearing their stories, I think that's equally as valuable as well, wouldn't you say? 
I 100% would say that. And I, and I would also say, if I called you in 1985 and I said, Glenn Lundy, I've got an opportunity for you to bring your Breakfast with Champions show to a primetime spot at 10 a.m. Um, weekdays, do you want it? Glenn wouldn't think about it, pray about it, n nothing. He would have said yes and figured it out after. Why? Because, I mean, FM radio in a primetime market at a prime time with this opportunity coming to me. So if we look, if we fast forward to present day, we have the same exact opportunity with less friction. We've got the opportunity to record an audio piece of content. We've got the ability to interview people. We've got the ability to monetize it. We've got the ability to bring sponsors. The traditional model's still there. Go out there, sell the sponsor, come back, provide the spot on the show. That's still available, but there's five or six or seven or 10 other ways to be able to monetize that. And if brands aren't understanding or seeing it that way, I really hope that this conversation is helping to shift their, their perspective on what's possible with having a podcast. This isn't just another thing that you have to do. This, in my opinion, will be the leading media platform and piece of content that any brand will create moving forward. It will be at the forefront. Mark my words, a majority of brands who get it and understand and are in the race will have some sort of media studio, podcast studio set up in their office, in their location, whatever it might be. I mean, there's a podcast studio in the lobby of the Wynn Hotel in Las Vegas for crying out loud. Why? I couldn't tell you. But it's given us a good perspective and in, 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 in a, in a, in a prediction on what's to come. Podcasts so, are everywhere you want to be. So Liza's going to quickly reset the room and we'll continue this conversation because I've got some, some good next follow-up questions about this idea of podcasting. So Liza, take it away, my dear. Yes, I'm going to do a reset and then I'm going to jump in and ask him a question too because Sebastian, I absolutely love your energy. And one of the things that Joy and I always try to do during this hour is to make sure that we're elevating voices who are part of this amazing breakfast with table, breakfast with champions table. And as everybody knows that Glenn's original vision was that there are no lack of seats at this largest breakfast table in the world. So please hit the plus button and bring your friends in here. If you want to help them meet Sebastian, hear more about podcasts and really hear the spirit of what breakfast with champions is all about. So just in case you didn't know, since we're talking about podcasts, Breakfast with Champions is not just on Clubhouse, but we've got our Breakfast with Champions podcast. We've got pages on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn. We want to connect with you everywhere that you are. And uh, so all you have to do is go to at Breakfast with Champions Club on Instagram, click on the uh, link in our bio, and from there, you can follow us anywhere. So Sebastian, we are so excited to have you on this morning. I've heard you speak on other different segments. You've jumped in on the hour with Joy and I, and I'm so grateful to be able to meet you a little bit more today. So here's my question before I, I pass it over to the ones Joy has prepared. There are so many podcasts out there, and I am a podcast junkie, as you mentioned, probably more so before I jumped on Clubhouse. Some of my podcast time is now Clubhouse time. Um, but it can be overwhelming when I'm out there looking for different podcasts, trying to find different subject matters. And since you not only have your own podcast, which would be at the top of our list, you also help others create podcasts and figure out content. And I, I was searching through your Instagram and seeing just some amazing um, uh, moments of inspiration in there. Could you share with us maybe three or four other podcasts that are unique that you would recommend us podcast junkies go check out after your segment? Absolutely. So I would say on I'm a I'm a big personal development uh, podcast guy. Um, so in that there's a lot of great shows in that genre. But the first ones that show up that are on like the top of my list that I like to go are uh, How I Built This of NPR with Guy Raz. Uh, great, just you know, always my my brain. Um, I feel like I feel 10 times smarter when I get done with an episode from that. Um, I would say uh, next, I, I just got tipped off. I haven't listened to this one yet, uh, but somebody just let me know about it last week when I was in CN in San Diego. It is called uh, My First Million, and I've heard raving reviews about that. I'm digging into that uh, th this week. Um, another short and sweet one is by uh, Taylor Welch from uh, Traffic and Funnels. Uh, I'm, it's slipping my mind at the moment. If I go search for it, I'll totally ADD out here. But um, 
Th those are those are like the top of mind ones that I think of um, or my go-tos and ones that I'm about to dive into. Uh, to Oh, daily mind medicine is Taylor Welch. Daily mind medicine, that's five minutes long, three to five minutes. Everyone has three to five minutes. So those are top of mind that come to me. Awesome. I, you know, we do all have three to five minutes and sometimes that's all we have. And so to be able to hop on somewhere and get a little inspiration to get our mind thinking bigger is fantastic. So thank you, Sebastian. Thank you, Liza. I hear great thing. I hear great things about you. I'm so stoked to connect with you and, uh, and learn more about you. And thanks so much for, for your kind words. And of course, for having me here. Liza is a legend and everything I told you about her is absolutely true for sure. All right, so Sebastian, what does the average person need to start a podcast? I think most people assume you have to have a whole bunch of equipment, you've got to have a studio. If you're just the average, average bear, what do you need to start a podcast? An iPhone. And I'm not being, I'm not being sarcastic. You, you legitimately need a smartphone. This is the world that we now live in where we can record and produce and post and market and advertise a piece of content from our phone. So if you're just thinking, hey, I want to start a podcast, I have kind of had an idea, I want to see where it goes, you can download an app called Anchor.fm for free, record it, upload it, put your cover art together, do an intro, an outro, segue music, post it, share it on social, and even monetize it all within the Anchor platform. It's a very, very good beginner's platform to at least get in there and get proof of concept. Once you gain some traction, you get 10, 15, 20 episodes underneath your belt, uh, then, then you can talk about swinging for the fences and go into an actual paid podcast hosting account that'll run you 10 bucks a month uh, and starting to, to, to grow into what's possible with your show. Now that's just for someone that's saying, hey, I got an idea. I don't know if it's valid or not, but I want to at least give it a shot. That's a great free way to do it from your phone. And then next, you know, there's the, the next is just making a decision as a brand to say, hey, we're starting a podcast, so we need to get some equipment. We need to be able to set up our podcast hosting, get our branding in order. So there, I, I believe there's two categories. There's the, I, I, I want to start a podcast. I really don't know what I'd talk about. I want to figure it out. You can do that for free with your phone and Anchor. And then there's making a decision to actually say, hey, listen, our next step, our natural next step is to start a podcast. Now, do you have to have just any smartphone? You could have an Android. This is not exclusive to iPhone users. I, I cannot speak to Android, uh, but I believe that there is a solution for Anchor on Android. Don't quote me on that because I'm an Apple guy, but I, 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 would, I would think that there is. Or you could just get an, an iPhone on the side like everyone did with Clubhouse who are Android users because podcasting sounds like if you don't have one, um, you'd be missing out on a lot. And I think this could be a great space being on Clubhouse, learning just to, to speak, to talk to people, to answer questions, to stay curious. At the end of the day, these get turned into podcasts as well. So if you think, oh, I'm not a podcaster, if you have a story, you've got a message, you have everyone has a voice and it's just how you use it in a succinct way. So anchor.fm, actually the first time I ever heard about anchor, I was listening to a podcast from Ashley Graham called pretty big deal. And I absolutely loved it. And that was the first time I heard about anchor and I was like, you know what? I think I could do a podcast. And then of course life has happened and I just haven't done it. So this might be the perfect time to put the, my own Self to the test, just like we like to do in this room of putting something out there and then taking massive action around it. So anchor.fm, any other apps that you would recommend? When you're first getting started, I just for like the basics, like 101, that's probably the best. And then you know, it's a, it's a pretty big conversation around, you know, what what's the process? I've, I've defined about 13 steps in starting a podcast. But I would say you're you're either starting to just figure it out. Let's just try it. Or you're saying, we're doing this, and we're going to put the blinders on for 18 to 24 months, and we're going to build this thing out, and it's going to take however long it's going to take, but it's going to be our leading piece of content. And, and when you when you create a podcast with that in mind, the Breakfast with Champions models is, is a phenomenal example of being able to take one piece of content, Breakfast with Champions on Clubhouse every single day and dissected into multiple pieces of content that could be shared to podcast, microclips, Instagram stories, Facebook posts, images. And what happens is when you've got a community around what you've built there and you're sharing those multiple pieces of, of, of assets on social, um, the, the interaction happens by default. So that's why I feel so strong about 
brands having a podcast because it's going to be your easiest, uh, lowest barrier to entry regarding creating multiple pieces of content. So create a, record a podcast, go live during that podcast, micro videos, audiograms, transcriptions for blog posts, images. So we talk, you know, a minimum of six, seven, eight pieces of content per podcast episode. So if you're listening to this right now and you're trying to understand why podcasting would click and you're also trying to figure out your content game, ding, 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 this is it. Starting the podcast allows you to achieve a bunch of objectives by creating one piece of content. I never thought about it like that. Like my mind just went, do more with less time with bigger reach and impact. You can, you can, post an Instagram picture, you can make a story, but how many people does that reach when you could just record a podcast, video it if you want to, and splice it into all your other channels in the same hour or 30 minutes. So do more with less time, bigger reach and impact. That's what I heard, Sebastian. So tell me this, what's, thing, what's one thing you wish you knew when you started that could have saved you a lot of time and frustration? That I don't know anything. And I don't have any answers and no one cares and no one's coming to save me. It's my job to show up for myself every single day and do what God has blessed me to do and utilize my talent to the best of my ability. I wish I would have had that, that good humbling lesson early on because I went through my, my can't tell me nothing phase and it did not serve me by any stretch of the imagination. But when I completely own that, I don't know anything that I just show up every day open and, and realizing that anything's possible hundred, but only a hundred percent of the time, life's just a little bit easier. So I'd say that's probably top of the list. I love that. So tell me this, you are hilarious. I know you are. We have the best conversation. So funny side story. The other day we were talking in the DMs on Instagram and I was like, what does this button do? And I pushed you. It's like, oh, video calling Sebastian. He picks up. He's like, hey. I was like, hey, wasn't expecting to see you. And it's just so funny. We were talking about your comedy tour. Um, I've been told many times that maybe maybe comedy should be somewhere in the future. You just wake up like this. I'm just telling you. But you're working on something really fun with your comedy game that I'm sure you put in your podcast here and there. So tell us about this new comedy thing you're working on. So this has been a work in progress for six years. So I am I'm blessed with the with the gift of being able to speak and being on stage is where I feel the most alive and giving talks or emceeing or hosting an event. No problem. I don't care how many people are in the audience. No big deal. But go in a bar with 50 mildly intoxicated individuals and make them laugh absolutely terrifies me. I did muster up enough courage about five years ago to go to one open mic, but it was a less than pleasurable experience. I was like the last guy up at the very end of the night. So we talked like extra intoxicated for the audience and nobody's really listening. So I don't really count that as I, you know, I, I tried it once, but as of late, I've been continuing probably for the past 16 months, I've been writing material and I, there's an open mic every night of the week here in Miami. Now the Miami comedy scene has just exploded and it's a really, really cool community. But I, for some reason I haven't made it to an open mic and I'm like, gosh, how do I, how can I work past this fear? I mean, I'm already a go to bed early, get up early kind of guy. So being at a bar at 11 PM on a Tuesday evening is not, not that conducive to the 67 day challenge. So that was one thing. I'm like, what else can I do with this material that I'm that I'm that I'm writing to get it out? Because I know that if I can push past this fear and just get up there and do the bit and do stand up, I know I can bring this back to my business. I know I can bring it back to my speaking business, but I haven't been able to figure it out. And I'm a firm believer in setting yourself up for success and some of that comes through just just ridiculously aggressive accountability. So I decided to, tack, to track down the guy that started Miami Comedy here in Miami. And this is how God works. I, I decided to track down a guy by the name of Manny Garavito. Uh, he's been a comic for 12 years now. And it's taken him a, you know, for the past, I'd say, nine years to, to, to build this community out. And it's really taken off uh, last year and through this year. Like I said, there's a show every night of the week here. So I tracked him down. Actually, he found me on Facebook. I had already said, I'm going to track this guy down. He found me on Facebook and we started chatting. And of course, my first conversation is, hey, let's get you on the podcast. He's like, let's do it. So I get him on the podcast last week and we start chatting and I tell him this whole story behind fear and all that stuff. And he said, and I've met another one of his comics that are part of the community. And their feedback was, hey, listen, this fear of getting up on stage is never, and, and telling jokes is never going to, 
you're never going to go anywhere. But your ability to get up and face and tackle that fear will fuel life through you when you're done. God forbid you absolutely crush and everyone uh, completely loses it and loves and, and loves your bit. So that was one motivating factor where he was like, hey, number one, I've been doing this for 12 years. You're trying to get this done. And then he said, Sebastian, I've been following you for a few years now. I love your content. I love what you're up to. You do phenomenal in comedy. And I was like, really? And sometimes we got to hear it from somebody else. Sometimes we got to hear it by, from, from a peer. In this case, it was, you know, a future peer. But he said, hey, listen, why don't you come to an open mic? we got to show every night of the week. And don't worry, you're not going to have to wait all night long. I'll make sure you get up on stage at a reasonable time. And just do it. Bomb like a man if you bomb. Crush it if you crush it. But you're not going to know until you do it. So we're doing it Wednesday night, Joey Farley. We are getting up and we are telling some jokes to some folks here in Miami on uh, Wednesday evening. I am absolutely terrified. Uh, but that just means I am in the right place. Nothing, absolutely nothing grows in a, in, in, a, in a comfort zone. So as my palms are sweaty as I talk about this right now, and I'm not really a nervous guy. I was born for the stage, but uh, stay tuned. Netflix special coming soon. Sebastian, this is Lies. I absolutely love this. How can we support you on Wednesday? How can we listen in? I cannot wait to hear it. Is there any way that it will be streamed? No, this is just going to be, I'm actually attending a comedy show that has, most comedy shows will have an open mic after the show. So I'll be okay, taking so part of the open mic. They won't mic. put your open mic anywhere where we can hear it. So here's the deal, Sebastian. This morning at 530, because I know that you are now up at 445 every morning and you're doing your morning routine when Glenn was talking this morning about finding your purpose, and I think it was tip number three where he said, we have to try something new and we have to be creative. You are just taking that message to the next degree, and we are so grateful that you're pushing all of us in that direction this morning. Thanks so much, Liza, and I, you're exactly right. I was like, what did he just say? Try something new, Glenn. I got something for you, dog. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go do stand-up, and I'm terrified. So, um it, it's going to be exciting to see what's on the other side of this. I feel really, I feel like God's really lined everything up because before it would just be me showing up at a bar, putting my name down and hoping it's going to go well. Now I've been invited to come go and be part of the community. And actually it's grown. And I was, I did a clubhouse room with the founder of Miami comedy on Saturday and he interviewed me for his podcast. We did a little podcast swap, um, but there's a gigantic community here on clubhouse uh, for the comedy world. I'm talking like 80, 90,000 people are part of these comedy clubs and they actually host comedy shows here on clubhouse it's the most wild thing ever but the comics can get tipped to after they're done with their bed and you can unmike to laugh to make it really if you close your eyes you feel like you're in a comedy club so we got plans to bring the miami comedy scene here on clubhouse too so that's probably uh, th that that'll be a future opportunity to be able to tap into you know needing a good laugh i think joy found herself found herself uh, in a in a comedy show room with me last friday and she was like i don't even know how i got in here but the timing is perfect because they literally tell jokes and comics get up and they do the show for I don't know three hours on Friday afternoon so it's just wild to see what happens when we show up and step in and say hey fear not here not today devil honestly Sarah Glenn everyone else I think do we need to host a, a comedy night um, here under breakfast with champions and Sebastian can totally run lead or if we have any other hilarious humans then we can just create our own I'm here for it 1000% I've been saying that for a long time between comedy and like a spoken word um, night I think that would be freaking fantastic so I wanted to leave plenty of time Sebastian for some questions from the audience where can we connect with you? Tap in. I know you've got a book, your podcast. Um, where can we follow you on Instagram and all those things? Well, 10 years ago, if you said you were following me, I would call the police. But these days, it is a standard operating uh, procedure. Uh, Instagram is the best place to find me, at podcast launch guy, at podcast launch guy. If you click on my link tree, that's basically everything I got going on. If you're wondering how to start a, a podcast, I got a free masterclass you can take too. If you got questions, uh, I'd love to connect further with you on that. But um, yeah, that's Instagram would probably, is, is my gateway to the social media world. 
Instagram, the gateway drug. I'm here for it, Sebastian. So we're going to open the hand raising. Would love to take some questions from you guys on stage. Maybe you've been thinking about you want to create a podcast to expand your reach or have more impact. Would love to throw some questions Sebastian's way, and then we'll be sure to open the hand raising and take some questions from our beautiful audience. So go ahead and flash your mics if you've got some questions, and we'll be sure to get to you. I see you, Ramon, right next door. Go for it, my friend. Hey, thanks so much. What a great session, Sebastian. Great, great session. Congratulations, brother. Question, Sebastian. When we were together at TNC, Trafficking Diversion, you were like the introduction master. Help us understand, how do you decide when you say, when you're not going to introduce people? Let's say Joy and I are crossing paths. You're like, Joy, no, I'm not going to introduce her to Ramon because Ramon's an absolute moron. For example, how do you know when to say, let me connect these people with my question and when to not? That's the question. Thanks so much, Joy and Liza. Great session. Ramon, so great to hang last week and get together. We knew we were going to get together, and we actually linked up before we ran into each other, but it was, I think it was Tuesday morning. I was walking back to my hotel after getting a walk-in, and uh, you were taking notes for the 6 a.m. session, and I just walked up in the diner and sat down, and you're like, I'm almost done. I'm on Breakfast with Champions, and I had my headphones on. I'm like, me too. So the world gets smaller uh, in, in, in smaller. So so great to see you. I, I would I would have to I would have to credit um my 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 intuition and just something shows up for me and it's my you know god-given gift to to just know the, these two people need to meet and they need to connect i don't know why i just know that they do and i usually go with that indication and it's not i'm not always accurate on there sometimes you're like what in the world who did you introduce me to but for the most part i'm very intentional about that because i just believe that that the, the i i'm a master connector um just it's my gift. I, I, I'm negligent to not go and do it. And I think part of that gift is having that intuition to know um, who, who who needs to connect. And you did. You kept on saying that to me, Leslie. You're like, you're just like the mat, like this, the connector. I'm like, I can't help myself. I just think that's how the world goes around. I've had so many people afford me the opportunity to connect me and, and kick doors open and help me build doors that I'd be negligent to not want to do that for others. So I, I would say that that gut feeling, God's whisper, Ramon. Hey, your gut feeling takes you very far, and sometimes it's that discernment of knowing when to introduce people to others and when not to. That's a fantastic question, Ramon. Thank you so much. Anyone else want to flash their mics? Have a question for Sebastian around podcasting life. Go ahead, Megan. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, Liza. Good morning, and Sebastian. Hello. I can't wait for you to be with me on Unique Leaders Live on October 9th. So it's going to, oh, October 8th, actually, Friday, October 8th. Um, my question is twofold, I guess. I have been doing Unique Leaders Live. It was called Hope and Possibilities uh, back in April of 20, and then we changed it uh, 52 weeks, um, you know, uh, segments ago. Alexander uh, Gonzalez was my 52nd guest last Friday, so we've completed 52, and to me, that's like, whew. Uh, so Unique Leaders Live, you know, just continues on. So my question, Sebastian, is uh, do you feel that monetizing is something that one should work towards? Uh, and the, I guess the second question is tied to it. How best to get it um, more exposed than what it is with my own world, you know, of social media? from Facebook and uh, Instagram and the like. It's, uh, you know, it goes on to all platforms. It's on YouTube. It's on all the uh, podcasting platforms. But what about exposure? Great questions, uh, Megan. I, and thanks so much for the invitation. I look forward to being on, on your show, too. Thank you so much for, for reaching out and, and for that opportunity. So congratulations on 50-plus episodes. Most people don't make it past nine. Statistics will tell us that the average podcast doesn't make it past seven episodes before it ends up in the podcast graveyard. I'm trying to change all of that simply by helping people prioritize in their mind what's possible with their podcast. Now, you asked what what you could be doing to potentially monetize the podcast, and there's a couple of different ways you can monetize your podcast. If you've got a consistent download of between 10 and 15,000 downloads per month, you can go the traditional route and lock down advertisers and sponsors. I don't always suggest this option unless you've got a gigantic show with that traction and it's going to be easy for you to prove how cool you are. 
because you're going to have to do that each and every month because it's all about numbers and 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 metrics uh, in that large world of advertising. I firmly come from the school of thought that it is, there's a better way. You can monetize your podcast today by re-evaluating what your interview strategy is. For example, I've had my show for 11 years now, and I've rebranded it three times. I got serious about it about four years ago, right around the time that I launched the podcast Launch Lab, and it became a bridge-building tool for me to just meet new people and create content. That's all that I led with. Fast forward a few years from that, it became the single greatest lead generator for the podcast Launch Lab to date. And when I say it's an absolutely seamless process, and I really never planned for it to be that way, but I kept recording episodes, I kept showing up, I kept seeking out new guests, and eventually I said, hold on a second, some of these people I'm having conversations with don't have a podcast. They're up to some really cool stuff, but they don't have a podcast. And my goodness, would I be missing the missing the the the, the opportunity if I don't ask them when they're starting a podcast. So I connect with them, get them on the show, talk about them, interview them, build rapport by default, productively pick their brain through an interview. And then when we're done, we're chopping it up for a few minutes. I'm like, hey, Joy, when are you launching a podcast? And more times than not, the person goes, you know what? It's on my list. I need to do it. I just don't know where to start. Can you help? And I'm able to convert those people into agency clients and monetize the show through that. But that's just one example of being able to monetize your guests uh, based on the people you're interviewing. Who can I have conversations with on my podcast that I could potentially sell something to? Who can I have conversations with on my podcast that I could eventually build a relationship that would lead to? Who can I have a conversation with on my podcast that can help me kick new doors open, build new doors? So that's one That's one option. And then you've got the opportunity of being able to sell whatever you want on your podcast. You make up the rules, but it's got to be a fit and it's got to blend in with the content that you're creating. You can sell coffee cups, hand sanitizer, t-shirts, hats, hoodies, whatever, journals, whatever you decide. It's entirely up to you. So that's another way of being able to monetize. And you've got affiliate programs, reseller programs, anything you're talking about around the conversation. You can have a strategic interview with guests uh, to be able to say, hey, listen, let's talk about this new product you've got. And every time one of these widgets sells, I'm going to get five bucks. So you make up the rules, which is the most exciting part on here. And we don't have to just we don't have to just settle for just a traditional model. If I don't have traditional advertisers and sponsors stroking me a check on a monthly basis, then I don't have a monetized podcast because that's just not true. And then the second part of that is that just because you have a podcast that you haven't monetized doesn't mean your podcast is not valuable. Because if your podcast is allowing you to repurpose content and create multiple pieces of content by creating one podcast episode, you are winning. Because guess what happens when you create additional content? You're, more people are, more eyeballs are seeing you. You're reaching more people. You have a different piece of content on a different platform and you've got a different opportunity to meet people where they're at that could in turn lead to an opportunity, a new deal, whatever the case might be. And then your last question that you had regarding how do I grow my podcast? You grow your podcast by continuing to rinse and repeat what you're already doing with staying consistent and recording episodes, getting another 55 episodes in the bag. Out of those 55 episodes, we create between two and five pieces of content out of that episode. And if you're wondering what I'm talking about pertaining to creating five or six pieces of content out of your podcast episode, let's say that you record your podcast on Zoom. You get done with the call. Zoom gives you the archived video and, and audio. You're able to chop up that video into micro videos. You're able to chop up that audio into audiograms. You're able to go into Canva and create images and graphics to be able to go post every day. You drop a new episode on Monday, post a piece of content until the next Monday, until the next episode drops. An image, Instagram stories, uh, uh, micro videos, uh, images, etc. But I would say the consistency. Keep recording more episodes. If you're doing one a week, go to two a week. If you're doing two a week, go to three a week. How committed are you to making sure that this starts to work for you, whatever work looks like for you? It may just be, my goodness, I'm glad I finally have a content strategy and I'm doing something consistent. Maybe it's that you're showing up for yourself every day with this podcast episode. Maybe it's that you're pouring into people's life every single day on this podcast. But I hope that helps you, Megan. Thanks so much for the, for the question. It was great. And I'm actually patting myself on the back because we're doing a lot of that. So I'll see you soon. Be blessed. Well, that great was response. a great little masterclass right there. That was like awesome. Um, hey, Joy, let's go down to Stephanie and then Naida. 
Hi, Joy. Thank you so Have much. Hello. And Bobby. Good morning, Stephanie. Hello. Good morning, Sebastian. Oh, my gosh. You are killing it. And um, so I started, I took, I bet on myself, I took a risk and started a podcast in May. And I actually use the Anchor um, platform and it's called Three Things on Monday. And it um, was, I designed it <laughs> so that I can elevate the voices of everyday leaders who are making a difference in the world around them. So my challenge is I, I believe that I am dropping some really good, valuable content. Um, and that's not me boasting. It's just like, I am here to transform lives. I think what you have named in the last, um, uh, when you were answering the last question has been very valuable. And so I am not getting the type of viewership or listening ship, I guess you can say, um, that I would have hoped. Um, I just need to, I just need to, 100x this thing because I just know that there are just other voices that need to be centered and elevated and so I'm just running into like okay I haven't had any guests because I'm trying to figure out what is the best way to um invite guests not just for the sake of inviting guests but really for everyday leaders who are totally making a difference in the world around them. And so I've just kind of been a little reticent. I don't know if it's just something holding me back, but I just, I'm just ready to just um, elevate this thing and just maximize the opportunity and cross pollinate as, as you have said, and just really do it. So any wisdom that you can offer would be so helpful. Thank you. I'm complete. Well, congratulations, Stephanie, on starting the podcast. You you made the you, you took the first step. Now it's time to figure out what that next step is on here. If you're going out of the loan, it's good that you got a short and sweet podcast where it's you know it's it's, it's it goes over. You said three things, um, so that's good to be able to at least get in, get those reps in, and get in the rhythm of recording episodes. But I would I would strongly suggest that you evaluate what integrating an interview model would look like because that's going to allow you to, number one, you don't have to do all the work yourself. If you're doing an interview right, you're talking 20% of the time and the guest is talking 80% of the time. So that's going to make it less work for you. But there are so many, I could see, we'd be here till next Sunday sharing the crazy opportunities that have come across my my path because of the interviews that I've had on my podcast over the years and relationships and people that have turned into friends and family over the years through and business and opportunities and people knowing who you are and you knowing who other people are. So I would strongly suggest you move into an interview model and figure out how can I best serve the world? Forget about the audience right now. The numbers don't matter in the beginning. Your first episode is going to be terrible. The numbers are going to be low. Don't ignore all of that noise because it's really irrelevant. All that matters is you continue to show up every single time for your show and you create content that provides value to the listener. Get clear on that why of starting your podcast. What exactly are you starting a podcast for? Who is it serving and how can you do that to the best of your ability by connecting with new people and having conversations with them too? And then just stay consistent and know that, listen, I don't need to know what's next. I just need to know that I'm going to continue to record another episode and then being able to repurpose content like I had shared earlier, being able to create micro content, micro videos and images out of that podcast episode that you've recorded are absolutely vital to expanding your and casting your net as far as possible to get out there. So I hope that helps you, Stephanie. And I just wanted to encourage you to keep up the great work. You've already started. There's no looking back. Don't do it because it hurts your neck anyway. Thank you, Sebastian. I, I mean, literally within the first five minutes that you started speaking, I was already in your um, DM on Instagram because what you just laid out, everything you have said today has just been so valuable. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you reaching out on Instagram. I just replied here and I really look forward to connecting with you. Awesome sauce. Thank you, Sebastian. Again, I think if anyone on here is not following Sebastian who might be interested in starting a podcast, maybe you're already doing a podcast, you need to get to that next level, absolutely go follow Sebastian on Instagram, on LinkedIn. He is everywhere. And we've got just enough time to hear from Naida and then Fabi. Thank you so much. This is Naida. Good morning. Great day. Liza, Joy, and Sebastian. I appreciate all the value that has been shared thus far. 
um, I had a podcast with a very dear friend of mine from 2013 to 2017. Um, our, our schedules just could never sync up. So I've recently had the difficult conversation with her after deciding that I wanted to continue podcasting again, but it most likely would be something that I'd be doing alone. And that's mostly because we just couldn't get our every other week schedule synced. So my dilemma now is time has passed. Obviously, life has happened to, to me. I hate to center myself, but that's what it is now. Um, and I'm a mom. I'm busy now. I want to fit this in. I'm not sure how it will happen. And I know it should be happening more frequently than biweekly. Sebastian, what are your recommendations for how frequently podcasts should occur? And I'm not sure what the program should be either. So whatever advice you could offer on that would be extremely beneficial. Thank you so much. I'm leaving with love and light. This is Naida and I'm done speaking. Naida, what's happened? I learned about you, I think last week you shared early, early, early morning. So I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your question too. And I want to commend you too for uh, for head starting your podcast and then you're restarting it now and you're going a different route and you're realizing what works for you and what doesn't work for you. So that takes courage to continue to do that and, and, and then throw in some life uh, in the mix of all that too. And of course, well, we got a party. So congrats on at least having that desire to say what else is next for the podcast. You've got to just jump right back in. It's, it's an absolute blessing in disguise that the co-host didn't work out. I never, people call me, hey, should I get a co-host? The answer is absolutely not, uh, in my opinion, when you're first getting started. Because getting two people to stay on the same page and stay committed and schedules is about it's very comparable to walking cats. So it's, it's a blessing in disguise that maybe the co-host opportunity didn't happen. I would get anchored in with why you want to start a podcast and what you want to do with it and what value you want to provide to the world and, 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 and just restart, restart that whole process that you did or you tried to do with your co-host or you guys had started and then stopped. Just restart yourself. You're getting, you got permission from yourself to do it. You got permission from me in this entire room to just get restarted on what you want to be able to do and what 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 really drives you and gets you excited um, and why with why you're doing what you're doing with your podcast. Thank you so much. Awesome. Let's finish up with uh, with Bobby and then Joy's going to wrap us up. Good morning. Thank you so much, Sebastian, for all the information you've been sharing. So I have been trying to start a podcast for the past three years, and I think it's imposter syndrome because I keep telling myself that I need a co-host, and every time I try to get a co-host, something happens, it doesn't work out. So I bought the equipment that I needed. To the Even recently, I switched from a PC to a Mac. I told myself it's for my real estate business, but I know really it's because it has the garage van on there, but now I'm telling myself that I don't know how to upload it. I don't know how to edit. What would you say to someone who has that imposter syndrome that feel like they need a co-host um, to do a podcast because I feel like my voice won't reach enough people or people won't listen to me? All right, cool. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the question. I just wanted to, to, to remind you, none of that is true. Okay, so we are interpretation machines as human beings, so we constantly make stuff up. So we've got to figure out a way to be able to mitigate what we're making up and putting in our mind. But you're, I don't know if it's necessarily imposter syndrome. I think it may be a lack of confidence that you can actually do this on your own, which you can. So there is no lack there. And if you're looking to have conversation, have someone carry help carry the conversation, what a phenomenal opportunity, but to interview someone. So I would say that, number one, lean into the opportunity of being able to meet new people and have conversations and create new opportunity while still being able to have a, someone that can help you carry the conversation by default because you're interviewing them. And then as far as doing all the work, I strongly suggest against that. I would rather wake up in the morning and eat my pillow than edit a podcast episode. So that's why I've got an entire team that does it. But for people that don't have an entire team that help with their content, there are there are a numerous, a plethora of, of freelancers available on websites like Fiverr and Upwork that are waiting patiently for you to hire them and take this work uh, off of your plate. And it's a very, very minimal cost. You've just got to find these opportunities. But do not try to do all the work yourself and host the podcast and be everything to everybody. That is the great way to hate your podcast. Whatever you don't like doing, get it off your plate and focus on going all in on what you do love doing. I hope that helps you out here.
It did. Thank you so much. What an hour, Sebastian. Liza, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. This has been such an incredible space. Sebastian, you have provided so much incredible value. I know for those in the room that actually have a podcast or maybe have had one in the past, maybe this has been just the just the conversation they needed to bring it back, to bring it from the podcast graveyard, like you said, or maybe you just got to start. So what I've taken away from this hour is jump in, say yes, look at fear in the face and go be excellent today. So Sebastian, thank you so much for your time, your intention, and for all the encouragement around um, podcasting and your energy is absolutely infectious. And I hope you'll come back soon. Thank you so much, Joy and Liza, Glenn, the whole team here. You guys are absolutely incredible. I am so ridiculously humbled to be have a seat at the table, let alone have a seat at the table, but be able to speak at the table. I'm eternally grateful. I look forward to connecting with all you incredible champions. Hope you all have an incredible Tuesday. Thanks again, Joy and Liza. You guys rock. You got it, friend. Thanks, We're passing the mic over. Joy. Absolutely. We're passing the mic over to the Who You Know and Dr. Rowe show with Dr. Rowe and our incredible Trevor Houston. Have a great day, guys. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh my goodness, wow, Sebastian in the house, and uh, Joy and Liza, you always do just a phenomenal interview. Uh, if I can get the audience to do me a real big favor, everybody on the stage, unmute your mic real quick, and let me get a yay, yay for Joy, come on now, that's yay, what I'm yay, talking about. Joy for Joy, yay, yay, yay. yay, yay, yay. yay. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.